Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. Welcome back again, guys, for another week on the Uproar Podcast. I'll tell you what, I'm feeling good this week. I'm back. Pastor Cody's back. Vacation was nice. We're both back. And I'll tell you, we are feeling good this week about what we have to share with you. But before we get into that, just like every week, I want to invite you, please go ahead and share this podcast. If you don't mind, scroll to the bottom, leave a review. Give us a five-star. You know, uh, screenshot it, get it on Facebook, get it on Instagram. Help us get it out there and spread the fact that we're putting tools in your hands to be successful in life. Yeah, and it's because we love you. And today we want to talk about a really important topic. And uh, man, it's just, how do I actually see something through to the end? We see so many people in the Bible accomplish what the Lord called them to accomplish. And you're, you're the same. The Lord has something for you to accomplish. And so many people fall short. I love what Jesus said in John chapter 17, verse 4. He was praying to God and he said, I've done everything you've asked me to do here on earth bringing glory to your name. Now, there's no one on earth that'll be able to say that exact same statement because at one point we were in sin and we didn't do every single thing he's called us to do. But that should be the strive. That should be the goal. And we want to talk about a couple ways that that hold us back from accomplishing that and how to break through and how some people in the Bible did the same exact thing. The first one I want to talk about today is your, your focus versus distraction. If you want to accomplish what God has called you to accomplish, you have to be focused. You can't allow distraction to overtake you. And we see a, a powerful example with this with Joseph. We know that he had a coat of many colors. We know that his brothers were jealous of them. They did not like him. They plotted to kill him, but instead they threw him into a well and then sold him into slavery. Like, could you imagine being Joseph? The Lord is literally giving you a dream that your whole family is going to bow down to you. And instead of, instead of elevating, you actually get knocked all the way down to a slavery position. Then in slavery, you're elevated, but then the, the, the owner's, Potiphar's wife, lies, says that you tried to sleep with her, and you get thrown in prison. And then in prison, you get elevated, and you start helping people, and then they forget about you when they have an opportunity to help you out. But opportunity to look at the distractions and look at the shortcomings and, and look at the failure, quote unquote, of what was going on and say that, well, well God just must, I, it must have been a weird dream. I must have had too much sugar before bed or, or anything like that. And, but instead he stayed focused on what God had said. You never once in all of these things, see him doubt or, or, or say that God wasn't faithful. You never once see him blame God for his situation. You only ever see him bring glory to God's name. You only ever, you, you don't ever see him glorify the distraction or glorify the issue. And really, that's where a lot of us need to be. Some things might happen in life. You've probably seen the picture on Instagram where it says your plan versus God's plan and your plan's a straight line and God's plan is all crazy. And I don't know if I completely agree with that picture, but ultimately, there's going to be some things that you might not know everything about and it, it the, the enemy's going to try to distract you. Look, if he can't, if he can distract you, he doesn't have to destroy you. If he can distract you, he doesn't have to take us out. It's so much easier for him just to distract us from what God has for us to do, from what God has in front of us. I've seen so many people, they get saved and they're excited about Jesus and they're going for three, four months. And then the biggest distraction comes. That boy or that girl that they always thought was cute will finally come around and think that they're cute too. Or, or sports will start up. The next season starts up. We're going into basketball season, track season, wrestling 
wrestling season right now. Sports will come up, and, uh, and sports aren't bad, and, and these things aren't bad, but what's bad is when we lose focus on what God has called us to do, and we take these distractions, and they're no longer distractions, but they're now our priorities. It's even incredible thinking. Yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking about it right now. When you tie yourself to the vision that God gives you, take look at everything you just laid out about him. He'll elevate you to the top no matter what situation life puts you in as, as far long as, as you, you go t- down. as long as you tie yourself to what he's called you to do, it doesn't matter where the world puts you. He's always going to elevate you to the peak in yeah, that. It's almost like area. an arrow. Like yep. if you stay faithful to God, the farther you get stretched back, the farther you're going to get launched. But so many people, they get stretched back and they quit. Like, oh, I guess God hates me. Whatever. Who mm-hmm. cares? And they allow the distraction to destroy them. But honestly, if you tie yourself to the things of God, if you hold fast to the things of God, you will see a mighty thing happen. What's cool is in, in the Old Testament, I'm even reminded of this. They would go in and they would tie their offering. Mm-hmm. They would tie up their offering. That's good. And, and it was cool because they, they would tie up their offering because their offering would be a live animal. <laughs> And if they didn't tie up their offering, their offering would run away. And we need to tie our thing. We need to tie some things up. We need to tie up our focus on the things of God so it doesn't run off. And we need to really make sure we dive in and we take hold of what God has for us. And we don't allow distractions to destroy us. It's the small foxes that destroy things. It's not often the big things. It's the little things. It's where our time goes. It's our phone. It's it's that boy. It's that girl. It's it's the sports. It's the Netflix show. It's it's the distractions. It's the things that weren't supposed to happen, but they did. And yeah. how, how do we count God faithful in that season? Or do we just give up and quit and, and let our focus go in every other direction? And honestly, it's a great segue to the next one. I'll tell you this, too. I see a lot of people that f- they simply fail because they have fear about what it is that that situation is going to bring, whether it's fear of failure or fear of the fact that sometimes when you're being stretched into a new area of your life, it's painful. Yeah. Sometimes it's not the easiest not thing fun. to be stretched into a new area of your life. So I see a lot of times that people will give up because they, they're more fearful than they are faithful. Think about Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego. They had every right to be fearful to not bow down yeah. when the king... As a matter of fact, it seems so ridiculous to King Nebuchadnezzar that when he told them to bow down and they didn't bow down, he was like, guys, hang on, hang on. Bring, bring them in. They must not understand what I'm saying. These guys are good guys. Just bring them in here. Let me explain it to them. I think that yeah, maybe there's a language barrier. <laughs> there's a misunderstanding. I know these guys. They would definitely do it if it was told to be. Like, it was out of characteristic for people to not do this. So imagine if King Nebuchadnezzar thought that it was going to be that likely that they were going to bow down. Imagine the tension when he was looking them eye to eye and said, guys, no, all I'm asking is just bow down. Yeah. When you hear the music play, and, and they said, no, we're not going to do that. We only bow to the Most High God. Could you imagine the situation that that put them in? They had every right to be afraid. But just like we see time and time again, when they put faith before fear, when they put faith yeah. before everything mm-hmm. else in their life, God came through just like he always does. Even think about Jesus going to the cross. He had every right. To, to fear the pain that was coming, any other person yeah. would have backed out of that. There's no one else that would have endured that. Everyone would have faced a moment of fear before such... I mean, it wasn't like he was. this was the first person that ever happened to. He knew what he was about to endure. Yeah, to the point that he was like sweating like blood, yeah. praying about it. But he had faith 
in what it was that God had called him to do. He had faith that it was his purpose to fulfill this plan. And I'll tell you, you know, there's there's so many other examples that come to my head. Well, I think Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is so cool too, because literally, you you have a decision when 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 accomplishing what God has called us to do. When you have the crossroads of faith and fear, because ultimately, here's the crazy thing: if they bowed, they still would have burned, but it would have been an eternal burning. Yeah. Yep. But if they stood, they faced a worldly burning, but God still rescued them from yeah. it. Oral Roberts said it like this. He preached a sermon called The Fourth Man, and he said that. He said, if you do not bow, you will not burn. But mm. if you do bow, you surely will burn. Yeah, no Think question. about it. Look, if you give up on what God has called you to do, it's worse than just trusting God. The best thing you can do is simply trust God. God is not a man that he should lie. He'll always be faithful. We might not always understand it. It will not always be comfortable. It won't always be fun. You stand, you imagine being Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego standing looking at this fiery furnace seven times hotter. Be like, man, isn't serving the Lord so much fun today? Well, I don't know if that was fun, but he was still faithful. Yeah. Imagine as you're being thrown in, the guys throwing you in die. And you hit the bottom, but you still had faith. They literally said, even if we die, we would never change our confession. Yeah. That was the faith that they had. And we need that kind of faith if we're going to see God come through in our lives and the promises that he's made for us and what he said we're going to accomplish. We have to allow our faith to outweigh our fear. We have to make sure that our focus is greater than our distractions. And I love that you brought up Jesus because we got to make sure that we shift our our, our, our eyes off of the sacrifice and onto the prize. Yeah. He's in the garden. That's what Jesus was looking at. He's praying. And honestly, you imagine that. Like, that's a gigantic sacrifice, even for Jesus. The Bible says he was praying and he was sweating like he was bleeding. That is huge. But the focus was the sacrifice. Lord, if it, if it can happen, let this cup pass me by. I don't know how many times we've all probably prayed that, like, God, I don't want to do this. I don't want to apologize. I don't want to turn. I don't want to do this. But he still did it. And it's so cool because Hebrews tells us that it was because of the prize. And look, you're the prize. I'm the prize. That's why he went to the cross. Look, wh why did you start? being obedient to God? Why did you start chasing after what God had said? You did it because there was something at the end that he promised along with it. And if you only focus on the sacrifice, the prize is never worth it. I hear people all the time. It's so funny. Like, well, I don't really like my job. Oh, do you like the paycheck? Yeah. Well, yeah, I like the, I like, yeah. Do you like the car you have? Do you like the phone that you have? Do you like being able to buy yourself food? Well, yeah. Then stop looking at the sacrifice and look at the prize. And if the sacrifice is too much, then go get a different job. Yeah. But guess what? The sacrifice is never too much when we're serving the Lord. Luke chapter 9, I love like 23, 24, and 25 says, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself first, take up his cross and follow me daily. Mm -hmm. What does it profit a man if he gains his whole, if he gains the whole world, but loses his soul? Yeah. We got to make sure that we, we, our sacrifice is, is big, but man, the payoff is much bigger. And I know we talked about this in a previous podcast before, but you know what's going to make it a lot easier to be able to stay focused on that is who you surround yourself with. Oh my gosh. And if you haven't, if you go back and listen to that, it's called check your circle. It is so incredibly important to pay attention to who you surround yourself with, even for different situations to look at who you surround yourself with, because there may be some settings where it's appropriate to be around a certain group of friends. Yeah. But I mean, look at Jesus when he went to Jairus's house. 
he didn't just because he didn't bring all the disciples doesn't mean that they weren't good people to be around. But when you're getting ready to raise the dead, you need a different kind of faith. There's going to be different situations in your life that require different groups of people. And yep. that's why it's important as you go through and you come into at these next, you know, this next part of your life or the next step in your call or whatever it is that you're doing for the kingdom of heaven, every time you change levels, you need to check your circle and you need to figure out Am I positioning myself with the right people for where I'm at currently and where I'm headed towards? There's too many wet blankets. Yeah. And, and what I mean by wet blanket is you can be uh, you can be passionate about something, and, and if everyone around you is throwing a wet blanket on a fire, and you're that fire, it sucks. But on the flip side, make sure you're not like, well, you don't have faith in me, so I quit. No, 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 no. Some people are simply trying to protect you and have godly wisdom, and you need to be submitted to those people. But if everyone around you is a wet blanket, then they're not going to help you go anywhere. Yeah. They're, they're not going to fly. And you got to make sure you're around people that can fly, and you can chase, and you can go to that next level with the circle that's around you. Mm-hmm. But please don't confuse people that are keeping you grounded and keeping you safe with people that are trying to put out the fire. There's a gigantic difference. And you got to make sure you're submitted to people that will... They'll fan the flame on your life, but they'll actually they'll they'll make sure you're you're safe at the same time. Yeah. You got to make sure that circle is very important. It's a it's a funny balance in finding that, but honestly, you need to find a great pastor and you need to submit to them because a great pastor will have your best interest in mind. They'll want to see you accomplish what God has called you to do, but in the right time, the right season, and make sure you're protected inside of that. It's so important that you get the right people around you so you can do what God has called you to accomplish. And don't just overlook people in your friend group because they've been there for a long time. Right. You know, I, I was just reminded sitting here, think about Job and his wife. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm not telling you, you know, that I think that people should get divorced or, you know, I'm not going into that conversation. But what I'm saying is, imagine if Job would have just, if Job was, you know, picking his fantasy team for faith and he looks around and overlooks his wife just because she's been there for a while. But then when it comes down to crunch time, she tells him, you know, curse God and die. Right. You want people that are going to lift you up. You want people that are going to point you in the right direction. You want people that are going to help you to be effective. So when you're checking your friend group and you're going over these circles, sometimes it's going to be that difficult decision that even though this person's been in your life for a long time, they're not going to the level that you're going to. And you need to be you need to pay attention to that because if you're trying to drag an anchor up a mountainside, it's going to slow you down from where you're supposed to go. So make sure you're always checking your friend group. Check the people you spend your time with, you're the sum total of the five people you spend your most time, the most of your time with. So figure out who it is that God's called you to be and surround yourself with those people. And don't be a jerk either. Don't be like, well, I can't spend time with you because you're not on my level. Yeah. Like, all right, first off, try to define levels according to the Bible. It's very hard to find a, like levels, quote unquote, but maybe the direction that you're going and, and the, 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 capacity that you're going to be doing it at but don't be a jerk about it either like there's still they still love jesus you still love jesus you're still called to be brothers and sisters with them but the the last thing and i think i want to recap these real quick but first if you want to get to where god has called you to go number one have focus over your distractions have faith over fear um the next one is to uh we wrote it on this little piece of paper. I'm not even going to lie to you guys right now. Is you need to look at the prize, not the sacrifice. You need to make sure you have the right people in in, in there with you. But the next one is, uh, man, don't take shortcuts. Yeah. Like, stop trying to cut corners. You'll have circles. Yeah. <laughs> Think about when Jesus went in, went in, when he was fasting for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. 
The devil offered him. He said, I'll give you all the nations right now. That's a big deal. The devil was offering him what he was already going to get, but with no sacrifice involved. See, and that's a debt. Jesus wasn't going to take the nations as a debt. He was going to take them as an asset. He was going to pay for them in full. But we see the same thing in our lives where people offer you shortcuts. You know, well, I see, you know, I see that you're not getting this opportunity where you're at. So if you'll leave where you're at and come with me, then I'll give you more opportunity. But you can't go to a platform that you're not prepared for. You know, likewise, you can't just walk into a, you know, if you walk into a, a, an establishment right now, any workplace that you're nearby, you can't just walk in and become the owner of any company. You can't walk into Sears tomorrow and just decide that I wouldn't you're want Sears the anyways. Yeah. <laughs> But you, I hear you. You can't take shortcuts. Yeah. Food always tastes better out of the oven than it does the microwave. You have to make sure that you, you're prepared. You have to take the right time. The Bible says study to show yourself well approved. It's important that you don't take shortcuts in life. Now, I believe that there are seasons that you go through where you may receive you know, acceleration but it's never going to be mistaken for a shortcut. A shortcut is even when you feel down in your stomach, maybe I'm not quite ready for this, you know, or maybe, you know, if it feels wrong, it is wrong. Yeah, it's true. And the cool thing we're going to wrap up with is, and this is one of the most important ones is you've, you, you haven't gone too far. Yeah. Most people listening to this are probably 18 to 25. And you haven't gone too far. If you look at Jonah, mm -hmm. man, the Lord told him to go to Nineveh because he was going to wipe the city out unless they repented. Mm -hmm. And he literally ran in the opposite direction, making yeah. it a farther distance. And some people, that's what they've done. They've mm -hmm. taken what the Lord has asked them to do, and they've run the other direction. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage you, you haven't gone too far. Now is your moment. Now is your time to say, you know what? I'm done with the distractions. I'm done with the fear. I'm done looking at sacrifice. I'm, I'm done with the people throwing wet blankets on me. I'm done with the shortcuts. Mm -hmm. I, I'm done looking at the sacrifice. I want what God has called me to do. Yeah. And if you can decide that today, guess what? The Lord's going to honor that, and he's going to start to put you in a position to still accomplish the things that are ahead, that are ahead of you. I, I use this example all the time, but on the other end of this, real quick, take a deep breath, a deep breath, just... Hold that in. Now let it out. Do it again for me real quick. The great thing is, every single person listening, guess what? You're able to take a breath. And if you're able to take a breath, the Lord still has purpose for you here on this earth. And if you still have purpose, the Lord is going to use you as long as you give him your yes and you go all in with your yes and you start to operate in, fear, in faith. You start to operate with a focus. You start to look at the prize. You get the right people around you. You don't take shortcuts. That's when the Lord starts to really use you and when you start to step inside of purpose. And I want to encourage you, today is the day to step into purpose. You have the opportunity today to still fulfill what God has called you to do. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up. If you feel like you haven't been going the right direction, or you feel like maybe, you know, some of these things, maybe I've been taking shortcuts, maybe I'm not around the right people, whatever it is, look at it like this. Elisha never considered leaving Elijah. Every time the opportunity showed itself, and Elijah said to Elisha, just stay here when I go on to the next city. Elisha said, I'm not, it's not even a consideration to me to back off of this thing. But then look at Jonah. Jonah literally ran deliberately in the wrong direction and ran away from his purpose. But at the end of the day, when both of them adhered to what it was that God wanted them to do, they both ended up exactly where God wanted them to be. So don't think today, just because maybe, you, you know, I haven't been really dig or uh, I haven't been really focused on what it is God wants me to do. 
I haven't been going the right direction. I'm surrounded by the wrong people. Don't think just because you haven't made all the right choices to date that you have to settle for a lesser purpose than what he originally had for yeah, you. If true. you focus today, you get on track, you go through, you make sure you surround yourself with the right people, God will elevate you right back to where he had you, and you'll arrive right on schedule to what he wanted you to do. We just want to thank you guys for joining in with us for another week of the Upper Row Podcast. Again, take a quick second, screenshot this thing, share it up with your friends, and we'll see you guys next week. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.